Alright, so what's your name? Uh, I'm Drew Mary. Drew Mary? Okay. Uh, you might have to move a little bit closer to the mic. mic. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so what's your team? Obviously, I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Tottenham Hotspur. Okay. Alright, so how do you feel about Conte? I love Conte. Yeah. I like the, the energy and the determination he's brought to the team. The discipline has been different. Uh, he's come in and tried to address exactly what our issue is, which is our back line and the conceding goals. Okay, so how do you feel about all the transfers you guys have made this I so far? I feel like we have won the transfer market out of all really? the clubs in the top. I feel like we've gotten six different players that are going to be able to fill a role that we've definitely needed. And it's got us to the point where we're too deep at every position, and uh, it's going to create competition for those starting 11 spots, which is uh, something we haven't had in the last three or four seasons. Okay, so, so big question here. Who finishes higher, Arsenal or Spurs? That's not a question. That's a statement. It's a fact that we will again, after seven more seasons, be still be above the Arsenal. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, Ars Arsenal are looking pretty good. They're copying. Your, your best signing was Gabriel Jesus. Oh, I'm not. I'm not an Arsenal fan. No. You no, got no. an Arsenal kit on. Yeah. No. I just have. I just have a lot of jerseys. So I'm just saying. No. We will finish again above the Arsenal. I mean, I think Arteta's done a good job with what he's got there at Arsenal, uh -huh. but I don't think Kroenke has been a, the greatest owner for them. Uh, it's not like his other two American teams that have won national championships or whatever, but you know, I, I just don't. I, they just don't have it right now. Okay, so so you mentioned the signings. Who's been your favorite signing so far? Uh, my favorite signing is uh, Perisic. Uh, you know, we got from Inter, who played with Conte when they won the league there. Uh, he's a serial winner, a guy who's played in various leagues, various in the Croatian national team. I think he brings a lot of success and a lot of he's got that veteran aspect to him. A guy who's won. Uh, so he's going to fill that left side for us that Reggie has left. And then uh, kind of I'm, I'm really also excited about bringing Brian Hill back into the fold. That's where he went on loan to, to Spain. And then we picked up the kid Spence from, uh, from Middlesbrough. So I think he's going to be a good outside winger. And then I, I still, I mean, going back to last year's business with uh, Bentacor and Kubaleski. Yeah. I mean, you talk about yeah. in, immediate impact. Huge. Guys that Conte knew from, from Juventus who were going to come in and be what he needed. And now we've got, and then you know, all of these, all these skips back uh, in fit, and so he's going to think it's going to be him and Vincicor there at the defensive center mids, and um, I'm really excited. So, how do you feel about Emerson Royale? I'm not sold on Emerson Royale. I feel like I don't think many people are. He's he's very athletic. He gets up the the right side of the pitch really well. Plays that lateral position. He's in the right places. He's just not as he's not accurate enough with that ball in. His his play in the final third is not what it should be for what they're trying to do. He's like Kyle Walker. He's great. The defensive third, the middle third, he's okay. That final third, that final ball, it's not good enough. Yeah. So it's going to okay. have to be somebody else. That's fair. I mean, he uh, – so we did an episode with a Spurs fan. Um, he has a couple thousand followers on TikTok and stuff like that. And he was telling me he looked, he thinks Emerson Royale is not a soccer player. Like, he's just not meant to play soccer. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say that the man is, isn't a soccer player, but uh, I don't, he's not going to be in our starting 11. He might stay in our squad, uh, 25, whatever, or maybe even 18, but he's not going to be – he's not it. Okay. So that's going to open up a lot of doors for, for Spence. Um, I think to have an, a, a big opportunity as a young kid to come in and show himself. You know, I think yeah. if, he, if he comes in to win it, the job's there to be won. So okay. I'm excited to see what happens there. So where do you see you guys finishing? Or is it going to be top four? Because top four is going to be tough. United, we no. don't really know how they're going to perform. Listen, I, I'm not going to – if my team plays the way my team looks to be playing, okay. we will be in top four, no question. Maybe an Audi Cup? 
Yeah, well, hey, listen, a trophy is a trophy because they always talk about how we haven't won any trophies and then they say, and then they make fun of the fact that we won an Audi Cup trophy. So you can't have it both ways. You get it. So, uh, so yeah, I, I feel like we'll be very competitive in, in the other competitions. I don't think that we're going to challenge for the title, but I think we'll be top three. I think Chelsea are going to be down this year. They have not done much in the transfer window due to, yeah, due to financial situation. Uh, so, you know, and it's not going to be Arsenal. It's not going to be Man U either. I mean, Ten Hag is going to need at least two to three seasons to turn that ship around because it's been, it's been poor for a long time. So what's one signing you wish you would make? Because there, there's still a couple holes in the team. <laughs> you think there's a hole? Uh, the only hole I see is that center back with Eric Dyer. I, don't, hole, I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's just a little too slow for me to be playing in the modern game. Definitely uh, passes prime. He definitely passes prime, but he is a leader. Uh, you know, but so I mean, but to answer your question, the, the the issue is there was not another world class center back that we could have gone out and got without paying more than we paid for Richarlson, which is also another signing that I'm not super convinced about yet. Like he's gonna have to win me over. Right now, I'm not loving it. You know what? It's you and me right now because I made a TikTok video stating that I hate Richarlison. I hate the way he plays. He doesn't fit in Conte's system. He's going to have to play, like, left wing back or something because the best attribute <laughs> he has is pressing. And yeah. I got murdered in the comments. Yeah, well, I mean, here's his stage. This is the point in his career where he's going to have to put up or shut up. Yeah. He's going to get paid that fee? Okay, great. You've been playing at Everton for five years, and, and you did okay there. But, you know, the, Everton's has its struggles the last six seasons. But uh, one could argue even longer. But So now you're on the big stage. You're going to be playing Champions League. And you're going to be up with the, you're going to be competing for time with Harry Kane and Chung Min Sun. I mean, world class footballers. Uh, Kubaleski, who's also already scored yep. more goals than you did in his first season yeah, as a Spur in half a season. So uh, the competition up top is, is thick. So, uh, you know, I hope that that pushes him to become the player that I think he has the ability to be. Uh, but I'm not optimistic on that. Yeah. Are, are you concerned about the age of Kane and Son? Because I think Kane has maybe three years left at this level, mm. Son maybe five or six. Yeah. And if you guys don't win anything, I mean, you guys well, arguably have one of the best strike partnerships in all of Europe. Right. And so, and that's what we've shown over the last two to three seasons that that strike partnership has been one of the best in the world. And the issue has been that we've been leaking goals at the back. So, uh, and I think that what Conte and Conte knows that, and so I think Conte's trying to shore that up with the bringing in of the French left center back uh, Linglet, um, and and you know Romero's back fit, and you he's know been I, yeah he's been fantastic for us. And then and then you know Sanchez is another wild card that I'm not a huge fan of. I think that he needs to be, but, but you know Ben Davies is solid. He doesn't provide much going forward, but in a three-five-two, you don't really need that going forward out of that left center back position. Okay. So. Um, I mean, it's, it's, we score goals. Uh, we score enough goals to win games. I think we score goal, enough goals right now to win championships. But we, we're kind of like Liverpool was about 10 years ago, where they, they, they scored a lot of goals, but they gave up, they gave up too many goals. So, uh, so you know, defense wins championships. That's the old adage. And I think that you've seen that in Spurs over the last, last past three seasons. So, um, But, yeah, as far as age and those two guys, no, they're consummate professionals. They're both hungry to win. They're both hungry to to improve, and you've seen that throughout their careers. They've yeah. they've not had massive dips in form. They haven't. Not they for haven't. not for long, and um, not not any more than any other great world class player has. So um, those two are going to be fun to watch. It's particularly you know you throw Richarlson, Kubaleski in there, 
I don't know where Lucas Moore fits into the plans anymore, but... I think it's time to sell. Yeah, right? yeah, it could be. This is his last season yeah. with us, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we just need a little more midfield production. We need a few goals from Skip, Bentecourt, Hjoberg. We need, we need a few goals from our outside backs, and particularly set pieces. We've been notoriously bad at scoring goals from corners and set pieces. So. I think that's why Pasuma is your best signing so far. Oh, yeah, we even talked about him. Yeah. Yeah, he got on the field a little bit today against Rangers, and, you know, he didn't you see a lot from him, but I think he has all the tools to be a really fantastic uh, holding center mid for us, which has now become, and we've got – We've got four solid players there at that you position. Do, you do. And um, so, like I said, they, they've got to protect our back three or our back five, which is their main job. But we also need a little more goal production from those middle-of-the-park players. We, we can't rely on the top three every game. We can't have it be the Sun Kane show every yeah. week. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just we've seen that. It's unre- it, it, you can't two, win. Right. You know, Kane goes out, wins the Golden Boot two years ago, has most goals and assists, but where do we finish? Yeah. Right? So that's that's a great formula for him to have personal accolades. It's not a great formula for Spurs to finish top or even win trophies or push for a title challenge. Okay. Well, I got some hot takes from around the league here. And I'll start off with the Spurs one. I've seen this very popular. I, I believe it. Um, I'm not sure a lot of other fans do, but I believe Kane is the best English striker of all time. Putting him above Rooney. <laughs> well, I for sure put him above Rooney. Okay. Okay. I don't know that I put him above Shearer yet. Uh, I still think he's got. But I mean, all things given, if things continue on the same trajectory and he stays in England, which he's shown that he wants to stay in England, so at this point, I think he will. He will go down as the greatest English striker of all time. I think what makes him so good is that link-up play. Like, I, I think he's better than Lewandowski as well. Oh, well, I mean, if you've noticed that over the last few years, he started to drop into that 10 role, and like today, he's almost playing like a center mid. So we could put Son and Richarlson up there and let him. He passes the ball better than any center forward I've I've ever watched play. I agree. I agree with you a thousand percent. He he, he is really kind of a, you know, he's a big Tom Brady Patriots fan, and and he kind of plays like Tom Brady. Like He he knows that he's the best player. He's going to go out, spray the ball around, and uh, when he does, he puts it exactly where he would want it. You know, he's a player's passer. Uh-huh. He knows where he would want the ball, and he puts it there for his teammates. Man City have ruined the Premier League with their money. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, why? Well, I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I haven't enjoyed the style of play with which they have played, particularly with Pep Guardiola as their manager. I mean, Pep's one of the greatest of all time. Um, but the way in which they did it, for me, it didn't, it didn't feel organic. It didn't feel real. Um, you know, I mean, and, that, and that's why, you know, we love to give Man City fans a lot of sticks because, like, you know, the question is, well, how long have you been supporting him? And I'm not real big on that whole thing of, like, you can been been supporting your club for five days, but do you have the right reasons? Did you, did you support them for the right reasons? And I think that that, you know, the ethos of the club, what is the ethos of Man City? The ethos is buy it. Whatever we don't have, we'll go out and get. Daddy will go get it for yeah. you, and we'll make it happen. So you're not gonna like me anymore, I, I don't think, because I'm a city fan. Okay. But I, I became a city fan uh, when I was around 10 years old. All right. And City had just won the Premier League without a wearer. 2012. 2012. I was here for it. Oh, you were here for I it. I was literally in this building for it. Yeah. Okay. How'd that feel? It was the one of the best sports moments I've ever seen. Really? Absolutely. They were. 
there were Man U fans in here crying because they had just beaten, I believe, Sheffield 1-0. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we're watching the Queens Park Rangers. We had, like, five different games going on in each different little little cove of this place, and, and they just thought they had it wrapped up. And you know how Man United fans are. They think that they, you know, invented soccer. Um, and so that goal <laughs> late on, I mean, obviously everyone's replayed it 100,000 times, but I, I saw Man U fans streaming out of this place with tears in their eyes, and, it, you know, it felt good. It felt, good. <laughs> it, it felt right. It felt right it felt after right. all the years of shit talk they've been giving me. Okay, I got one more for you. Sure. One last one. Holland will be a worse signing than Nunes. <laughs> well, it's been clear over the last few seasons that Man City's been has needed a true number nine. Yeah. And Jesus got more than his share of opportunities to prove that over many seasons, and, and he not. just never did. Um, and so. You know, Holland has he has everything at his mercy. He, he's got a, a club that believes in him. They've given him the nine. They're going to put him straight in the fold. And, you know, he's going to have to produce. And, you know, to score goals at Dortmund is, is no small feat. But to score goals at Man City in the Premier League when you've got a team that is, you know, reigning champions. And there, there's a different kind of pressure. And you can talk to Jack Grealish about it. He felt that pressure last oh, year, didn't he? And he came in, he talked about it. Listen, when he said, when I got, he was playing Aston Villa. He's not playing for some slouch team. He's yeah, playing for no. a storied yeah. club in England. And he's been there for several years, and he's the alpha, and he's great. He's loving life. And then he goes to City, and he's like, I didn't know it was going to be like this. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I have something I call the Pep Guardiola effect. Yeah. And it's it's like a hazing period for, yeah. for a player. It's six, it's nine months to a year where they're just like adapting to Pep's new system. Because if you think about how Roger came in, he wasn't great. the one, Mares, even Diaz. Sterling, Diaz. Yeah. None, none, none of them were like spectacular off the bat, aside from De Bruyne, really. Yeah. And now they're all, you know. Sebastian Laporte would be another one. Oh, Laporte. Don't get me. I hate Laporte. Okay. I hate Laporte. Well, maybe you do at this point, but for, for two seasons, he was really good for you guys. He was. He was. I'll yeah, he's back. kind of slacked up, but, you know, you, you bring back Nathan Ake. You still have you have John Stones. I mean, th that's what I mean by deep pockets. You know, you're when these guys drop in form, it's like, all right, well, we bring in this guy. Another, you know. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I think it's still going to be, you know, Man City and Liverpool at the top, but I think Spurs are going to be that team who's going to be the next up-and-coming and, you know, now that we have the stadium paid for and it's, it's established, yeah. like, we we have nowhere to go but up, but in up. my opinion. Um, and Are you so, worried about the Spursy effect? <laughs> because I am a Spurs fan, I'm always worried about the Spursy <laughs> okay. effect. Uh, so, yeah, we'll go and bottle it against, you know, Fulham, but then we'll go out and beat Man City twice last year, you know, yeah. or, uh, you know, draw away at Anfield. But that's just how it goes, and that's kind of the fun of it. To be honest, you know, yeah, uh, I don't think if you've never suffered as a football fan, you're not a real football fan. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I've suffered in the Champions League a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. You bet. I appreciate it. Appreciate you.